So now on the Innovation Show, we welcome Neve Sherwin-Barry, director and co-founder of the Ferry Door Company. Welcome to the show. Hi there. The Irish Ferry Door Company, indeed. I know. Neve. I was going to correct you there, Aidan, but I, no, I, I, I saw it. I sensed it, Neve. I sensed it. There was a little kind of, hey, you left out the Irish Ferry Door Company. Of, of, the of, Irish bit is very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. The best ferries in the world. But And, and, and as we discussed before the show, I'm already a convert with my three-year-old and seven-year-old. Both have the doors both, and have the oh, worry great. stone as well. So we're very much uh, advocates. Your of, believers, your believers. Absolutely. So let, let's, tell, let's tell our audience the story because it's a brilliant story about how you and your husband, Oshin, came up with this idea. Sure, sure. Well, I would love to take um, the credit to myself and Oshin, but it's actually four people. So it's myself and Oshin, and it's my best friend and her husband, Gavin. They were the four founders, yeah. yeah. So um, basically what happened was we were classic Tiger or Celtic Tiger Cubs. So we were living the dream back um, in the kind of mid-2000s. And 2008 came around. <clears throat> my husband was in, uh, Oshin was in mortgages. And as you can imagine, with the bank guarantee and everything that happened after that, the banks literally closed the doors and stopped lending completely. So as a result, our lifestyle and how we lived our lives completely like stood still. We had absolutely no idea what was going to happen. I suppose we probably thought it was going to be not as bad as what it turned out to be. But um, we had bought the big house. We had bought the big car. Um, as I said, we were we were well able to afford it and then all of a sudden we weren't. So we were very much plunged into the recession very early on, um, as soon as it kind of hit, really, to be fair. Um, so, I mean, fast forward, <clears throat> excuse me, 2013, I mean, at that point, um, we had defaulted hugely on our mortgage and we it, our, our house was going and we knew it was. And I suppose, really, when it went in the end, um, it wasn't so bad because it was over. But knowing that this was all coming down the line was pretty horrendous. So as you can imagine, a very, very stressful time. So when we actually sat down, we had actually bought the fairy doors. It was up um, two tiny little, and they weren't even called fairy doors. They were little shapes. They were only two inches in height. Myself and my friend Eva, who I've grown up with, um, were in upstate New York. We're actually with my husband's family in uh, in Walden in New York. And there was this very random, curious store. It was the most, it was one of these stores in America where you can buy a loaf of bread and go around the corner in the store and buy a gun. Do you know one of those crazy places um, in America? And it, it, to be fair, we we had been there a lot, myself and Oshin, and it always fascinated me what you could find. Um, lo and behold, in the kind of, they had this wooden toys kind of section and there was these three, two little shapes and they looked like doors. We couldn't really figure out what they were. They, did, they weren't called fairy doors or anything. But then and there, myself and Aoife just um, decided, well, if we bring them home, we could invite some fairies into the into our house. And uh, that's exactly what we did. So between the two of us, um, we had um, really, like we, we really, obviously our imaginations, and just, our imaginations just absolutely took over. And um, we brought them home and introduced them to our own children who really loved them. And as I said, now that was pre-recession. So that would have been to the early 2008. So this was 2013. And we had had our fairies living with us for five years at that stage. And, and our, our two boys are very small. And um, we put them up. They, had, they all absolutely loved it. But we were having this conversation. And the two lads, our two husbands, were listening in. And we were just discussing what our fairies were doing. And we were having fun. And it was actually... 
there wasn't much to laugh about at the time. It was really tough and even Gavin didn't have a hugely easy time either. They had a really tough time with Gavin had been in car sales. And it was that conversation that started it. The boys kind of thought, do you know what? We could make it out of this. That is how it started. Brilliant, brilliant. And what was the next step then? So you, you've 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 got these doors. You g- yeah. get a plan together. You sit around the mm-hmm. kitchen table, bottle of wine, maybe. And... <laughs> it was actually over a cup of tea. A lot of people say a bottle <laughs> of wine. We had their kids running and out. It was just this afternoon. But yeah, we had no money, you see. We really didn't. And we, we didn't have a spare tenner between us. So um, we were trying to figure out, right, well, who will we ask? Because we really it just got a really good feeling about us that this is... You know, it really does make us happy. It makes our children happy. So there's something there. So um, my mom had given up smoking nine years previously. And she had saved all the money that she would have spent on cigarettes. It was it ended up being eight and a half thousand euro. Wow. And she gave it to us. Yeah, she gave it to us. And, you know, to be fair, um, it was kind of a, a there was a dual reason why she gave it to us. She did really like the idea. Um, but she also wanted myself and Ushin to stay in the country. And at that point, we were leaving. You know, we were emigrating because there was the prospects here were so um, limited. Um, and we'd, we'd really kind of gone quite far into the whole idea of going to Canada. So when we actually came up with the idea, she was like throwing the money at us, going, no, no, try, try, just stay for another little while. So that's how we started. It I was my mum's money. Yeah. It's brilliant because it, it it ties into so many aspects we've covered on the show. And I mentioned to you, Professor Susan Greenfield, who's the brain professor, one of the world's eminent brain uh, scientists. And she was saying one of the sure. biggest benefits she had in her life was the fact that she was poor and that she had to use her imagination. And you've used that word because it's what's missing so much in innovation. Yeah. Is, is mm. And it often comes out of adversity, which was our show last week was about adversity and adversity quotient. And sometimes we need that contrast of what we don't want in order to mm. get to where we do want. And you guys seem to have just gone through both of these things. Yeah, no, it's very true. It's very true. Um, you know, I mean, a, a lot of people, I've I've been very lucky to do an awful lot of interviews in the last three years. And I suppose, you know, I talk about the, the like the magic as in the playful magic and then the serious magic. And there is a huge amount of, um, you're absolutely right. I mean, our imaginations and um, the magic of what has happened to us um, from one extreme to the other. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, we're, not, we're not multimillionaires by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, we're, we're safer, an awful lot safer than what we were. Um, and it is, it's, it's it definitely like massive adversity. I mean, to lose your home. Um, and to know that it was coming, like, I'll never forget it, ever forget it. And it really does motivate us to keep going and keep rooting for what we really need and what we want, you know? Yeah, and but what you said there is about, as well about, you know, this is one thing I always tell you, and you've obviously gone through it yourselves, but with our children in the world today, it's, you often think, I don't want them to have it too easy because I need them to understand mm. that they're going to go through these challenges. And, and we owe it to them almost to understand how to overcome adversities that are going to happen in life because without being able to overcome them they can't they won't ever learn that skill absolutely and like i mean i you know it's it's a it's a very big concern because i mean as they call these um 
millennials, which who, who are probably a good bit younger than me now, and that's not even going to the next generation of being the age of our kids. It, it is everything is pretty much handed to them. And but I think you know, even if you speak to, if I speak to my own parents and their experience um, through the eighties and the recession that hit them in the eighties, you know, I remember, I remember it happening, and I remember things being tighter. Um, and I remember them explaining, okay, well, we can't have that because we can't afford it. But it was never, it never massively impacted me. Um, and then the same even with my son. I mean, one of my main concerns, he was he was two when it, when everything went south for us. And like, you know, we put every bit of energy we had into making sure that his life was not affected by it. I mean, of course it was in one way, but I, I would like to think that it was in a positive way in the sense that if for exactly what you just said there, that he will remember that it was hard. There's no question that he will remember that it was hard, but just not too hard that it would, it would you know, kind of block out any of the good memories because there was plenty of them. But yeah, it, it's, I mean, I hope that, you, and I, please God, this will happen, that when Keane is old enough, and I mean, he's 11, so he, he understands a lot more, but when he is old enough that we can tell him what happened, you know, and, you know, I, I think he'll know, you know, a lot of it already, but um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like life is, I mean, even with my own parents, they they felt every bit of it for us, you know, mm. they really did. And they would have done anything. And to be fair to them, like and there was days and months and <laughs> weeks and probably years at this stage now that they actually put food on our table. Like they physically came up and bought our shopping. And, um, you know, it was very hard for everybody, massively hard for everybody. But to actually come out of it the way we did and um, and just sheer determination like sheer determination. Um, like, I mean, I am very proud of that. I mean, as I said, we're not, we're certainly not out of the woods completely, but we're, we're on our way, which is brilliant. Yeah. And that, that determination that you, you have, and you have, you had probably latent inside you would have never got unleashed without, and this is what I mean, without that adversity, mm. it unleashes yeah. this, it unleashes your imagination and it gets to a place that you, I know you said you're not millionaires, but yet, and and you mentioned <laughs> that word again, stretch of the imagination. But you, but you will, because I just think knowing the depths of where you came from, like you, this is a pattern that's repeatable with entrepreneurs and founders sure. that they go through that and they they live a life that nobody would want for a certain period mm. of time in order to live a life that everybody else can't have for the rest of their lives. You know, it's this kind of pattern. I know, I know. And I think it's very, very, like, you're you're absolutely right, Aidan. And it's very difficult to explain it to somebody who has not been in the situation or, or, or owned their own business and ran their own business. I mean, you know, it's very, like, it's the difference in when you speak to somebody who has run their business or is running a business to those who haven't, like, a massive lack of understanding um but obviously it's like anything else if you don't experience it yourself you don't really get it but yeah you're absolutely right I mean the people that we love speaking to are the people that have fallen and gotten back up again you know there are inspiration there's so many of them particularly after the recession and um, that's just happened I mean the people that are still standing are, are an absolute inspiration there's no question yeah and that now let's get back to the to the story so the the fairy tale story as it is uh, um <laughs> Oh, you're probably sick of hearing that. I can, I can actually see the headlines. <laughs> they've, I'm sure they've been there. But um, I'm not one bit, bit sick of it. Not one. No, bit. but uh, okay. So we'll go back to the story because the the product. I remember getting the product very early, and I got it actually through a company called Buy and Sell at the time. And uh, mm. you know they were an early adopter. I think of of uh, of, of they the were product. they were yeah. yeah. And 
out of that, I was kind of going, there's massive potential in this because it, it's, it's about, you know, if the best companies in the world have a story behind them and your, yeah. your imagination is the story because you guys developed this story and created almost a business model that goes way beyond the product to actually kind of been a service based company in the background. And mm-hmm. there's, there's so many mm-hmm. elements to this. And even if you think of the growth of the company, you're only a little bit up the S curve of where you're going and there's so much more potential, but let's, let's get onto that story of how, even for people listening to the show who may have ideas like you have had, mm-hmm. how did you get going? So you had an idea. How did you get going? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it, like really true and really interested in social media and um, social media, um, as much as I detest it in an awful lot of ways when it comes to business. Um, and as you said yourself, getting your story out there, getting I suppose in, in Ireland, our specific story um, and everything had been so rough for, for our generation um, to hear a good story and to hear a positive story, it was instantly um, people just connected with it. People just identified with it so much and what we had been through. So we had people rooting for us, like yourself, people that bought it very, very early on that, that knew the story because the media were really quite quick to, to catch on to it, to be honest, because it was a genuine backstory. You know, there was a story to tell. And we had huge advocates, like huge advocacy out there. People were just talking about it. Like it, it was a combination of, of social media and Facebook at the time was free. So nothing, you had to pay for nothing. You just had to have good content and it reached people. Whereas now, obviously, it's very, very different. But also we did markets. You know, we did an awful lot of physical like Christmas markets that year, just the year um, the first when we started at the end of August. So it was that Christmas. Um, and then people at the school gate, you know, mums, like it was kids going in in the January after Santa had brought them a fairy door going, well, I have a fairy living in my house. And all the kids, all the, all the other kids going, sorry, what? And then it that travelled out to the school gate. And all of a sudden, the word of mouth was just incredible. And um, like it was, we actually had a bigger January 2014 than we had of the three the three months leading up to, to Christmas of 2013 so we never knew we never thought that would happen and that was purely because so many kids had gotten fairy doors for Christmas and then they were all talking about it it was it was an amazing experience and we really did think okay if we get Christmas out of this and get Christmas dinner and some presents out of it we're laughing but we it was only in January that we realized oh okay this is actually this is actually um going somewhere and it's great it's great when you hear you know, some people ask me, like, you know, I, people come out of college and stuff, what do I do? And I was like, do something that you will actually believe in because mm. you just, it's almost like our, our, our role in life is to actually do something and get it out there and ship it and see what happens and you know I agree I agree I think that you know and I'm sitting here as I sit here um talking to you Aiden I I know you know and I've been asked that question a few times like what what advice would you give to somebody with an idea you know and really like there's so many people out there with good ideas so many people but I know like you know if if it had been me and Aoife we would have we would have maybe set up a little company and we'd have sold it to our friends. But I do believe that you need the right team. I don't think anybody 
Um, when it comes to running your own business, I don't think anybody has it every has everything. I don't think any one person has the full set of skills that you need to run a business. I really do believe that if somebody has a good idea, they need to create a team. So it may not be um, people like it shouldn't be people that have the same skill set as you. You should be going out there looking for um, people that have skill sets that complement yours. So, for example, I mean, I'm this is what I do. I speak to people about what we do. Um, I did an awful lot of the social media. I do the customer services. Aoife is a creative writer. Oshin is finance. Gavin is sales. So we have four people with different skill sets. And I believe that that was a fundamental reason why we are where we are today. I don't think, I think there's many, many people out there with a wonderful idea and think that, okay, oh, I can't give a bit of this away because then I won't have it all. But really, think about creating a like-minded team people that are passionate as you said that are passionate about what you're passionate about if you can find them with the right skill I think it's a no-brainer you know I really do and I think that's what holds people back because they're too scared to actually let some of it go whereas you know letting go of something small and to grow it into something big you know it's it's Again, something that's not very natural to people, especially when they know they have something good. But I really do believe that that's the, that the reason, one of the main reasons why we succeeded quite quickly. Yeah. And, and you know, I was thinking when you were saying that, that sometimes you need some doors to be closed for you in order mm-hmm. to open new ones. And, and you need sometimes, it's like when you have too much choice almost, it's a bad thing because you're kind yeah. of going, where do I, what do I do? Or if I have too many ideas, which one do I take? And sure, some people also have the golden handcuffs of the mortgage and the house and the school fees and all this kind of stuff, and they can't mm-hmm. afford to take the jump. And I, I often say to people, if I'm asked about what would I would do, what I would do is, as a, as a young person, I probably wouldn't go into a training scheme in a, in a company and do what our our parents' generation would have liked me to do. And mm. actually, that's when you do it, because when you have that freedom, and it's not, it's not a free, it's a freedom of responsibility almost. That you're, oh, it is. Isn't it? But I don't think, I don't think that people realize that. I think, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, when you don't have the mortgage and the kids and the, the, the like the absolutely, ridiculous amount of bills you're absolutely right go that's when you do it you know you're 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 young and free and not hugely responsible for an awful lot of things and certainly not people yeah absolutely but then I think you know that that's again um down to I suppose um and to be fair I can't even give it I was about to give about the government there and how they um kind of uh, foster innovation and creativity and entrepreneurship and to be fair to them they 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 do quite well I mean we've been really supported um I, I couldn't say that we're not but I, I do understand what you're saying I think getting out there early with a good idea just Go for it, you know. Go mm. for it before you're, you, as you said, these handcuffs are put on, and then you're just too scared. Yeah. Because it's, that's a huge thing. I mean, the mortgage is is the is the big deal, you know. The mortgage and and anyone that obviously bought in the in the height of the recession. I mean, they're they're completely those handcuffs are are a lot tighter than others, you know. I mean, yeah. it's 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 a big leap. It's a big leap, especially if you have a job 
that's paid well. And, you know, but then, I mean, as I said, I think that just getting the right people together is 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 a huge kind of um, part of the solution. Yeah, and it sounds like you mentioned the different roles, but it's the diver- diversity of thought as well of the, the four of you guys. And it seems mm. like you you have a like you all have a different skill to add to the pie and that's really important as well that you're passionate about your own yeah. part of the pie absolutely and let me tell you we've killed each other some of the time because yeah. we're so passionate about it but you know I think three and a half years on now um I suppose we've learned so much oh my goodness I mean so much um that we're we're all and we've all been kind of um going in different directions at some stage but um we're all very much all on the same road um again and you know that that's that's brilliant it's great to you know a lot of people say god how do you do it with your friends like how do you do it and don't get me wrong sometimes it's not easy but we've been quite lucky that um we all know each other so long that it was kind of like we had kind of like a brother sister relationship so we could say stuff to each other that you would not necessarily say to another business partner just that kind yeah. of way it was kind of a family vibe yeah, because I know my my wife would have drop kicked me over the local church. I'd say ten times. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> there's been times. There's been times. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Oshin, there's a few bruises he can't explain. Um, but uh, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> what? Um, so do you know one of the things I I, I read about was and it, it was you because you mentioned the word of mouth marketing because this is something that we've a lot of marketers that listen to the show. And sure. we've, we did a, a special with Jeff Bullers on word of mouth marketing and influencer marketing. And you, mm-hmm. you naturally discovered that. And, and I thought, you know, you said that you got that spike of sales in January. And I, and I often sure. thought, was it to do with, you know, the elf on the shelf is kind of a similar product for mm-hmm. a different time. But, you yep. know, they're coming out of that. And then, you know, you were the kind of next step almost that lasts the other 11 months of the year absolutely you're you're absolutely right that was and we 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 very much traded on that at the beginning you know we very much said to people well you know when buddy the elf goes back to the north pole well then you can have a very to move in and your very will live with you for the whole year um and yeah there's a lot of broken hearts on christmas eve when the when the when the elves have to go back and yeah absolutely um parents just said well do you know what we've got fifi the fairy or we've got pop the fairy or whoever it may be and they can move in and it definitely did it soften the blow and i think you know obviously i'm biased but i think the relationship that children have with this little magical being behind the door is incredibly special and you know it's it's and i could go on about it for a long time so i'm not going to i'm not going to totally hog the conversation but i think that as soon as the door goes up and as soon as the key is gone, you know, when you leave the key out in the morning when the key is gone, that's that's the moment, you know, that's the moment. And I think the relationship that the child has with this magical being, it's like, you know, you have mom, dad, brother, sister, dog and a fairy. Do you know that kind of way? Like it's it's they're part of the family. Mm. And, you know, it, it's 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 wonderful feedback. You know, we have people like yourself Aiden, who bought very, very early on and still their very is very much still part of their family and part of their children's lives. And that's a huge deal to us. It really is. Yeah. It's just so wonderful. You know, it really is. We're so proud of that. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And, and so I mentioned, you know, January, you got people start talking about it. They are word of mouth. Also people sharing it. I'm sure WhatsApp and Facebook messages. Oh, telling yes. you. But, but you then had a, 
beautiful moment, which was the one of the biggest influence in the, influencers in the world, which is the mm-hmm. Kardashians. And that mm-hmm. led to a massive spike of sales for you as well. Could you tell our audience about that one? Sure, sure. We had, um, you know, we were always kind of tipping away at, at the whole celebrity thing and saying, right, well, who will we send a door to this week? And it was actually late 2015 that we, um, through our uh, PR agent in the UK, who was wonderful, um, she said, well, I've got a contact um, in, in Jenner Communications. And we were like, as in the Kardashians? And she said, yep. So we said, right, let's do this. So we we personalized the doors for each of the children. Um, so Courtney had three at the time and Kim had one. And um, we sent them off, really not thinking any more about it. Off they went in the post. Um, and I remember all of us, you know, sending good luck vibes as they went. <laughs> and it was actually only a year later. It was... Um, 16th of December, just just gone. So 16th of December 2016, um, I was in the gym and I got a text from my friend who said, you need to get on Snapchat. And I was like, no, nah, it's for young people. Don't get it. Don't get it. And she's like, no, nope, you're going to get it today. I promise you. Courtney Kardashian just featured one of your doors in her Snapchat story. And I was like, what in God's name? Like, oh, my goodness. So I being 30 seven or 38 sorry don't know what age I was there and 38 thinking oh god I don't even know how to turn on Snapchat so I had a girl beside me who looked obviously in her 20s in the gym (laughs) and I said sorry could you could you just sign me up to Snapchat there and she did it like literally in 40 seconds I'm not exaggerating and she she handed me the snap she's handed me the picture of the fairy door and she's like yep she did she did she she featured you in Snapchat and it was just insane and later on that day then she actually featured it in a video like an actual Snapchat video um so yes it was obviously our busiest time of year but we saw a massive massive spike in the in the US um because we could obviously track we have very good insights in our website so we can track exactly where people are when they're buying and um yeah massive massive deal what we would have preferred if i'm being picky is for her to tag us if she had tagged us it would be a Marissa Carter moment. It would be a Coco Brown moment um, in a complete life changer. Now, don't get me wrong. It's wonderful. And it's particularly wonderful when you're sitting in front of retailers in the US to actually say, well, you know, the Kardashians have actually endorsed. Um, they, they they like the door. They know um, how the magic works. That's so powerful to us. But if she had a tagged us, it would have been overnight yeah. like well, success. Yeah. It's interesting that actually is something I hadn't thought of. I'm still waiting for... Uh, Caitlyn Jenner to um, feature my boxer shorts that I sent that my Aidan McCullen boxer short design. I love it. I love it. Well, <laughs> listen, you never know. You never know. I've sent it to so many people. I'm just waiting. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Here's hoping. <laughs> but now it's fantastic. And um, so what's what's next? Because because you went you went on beyond the product. So you went to the Worry Stone as well. Because um, our kids have that yes. as well. Can can you tell us about that? Of course, yeah. Um, what happened was we had done quite a few. We'd completed quite a few um, fairy trails. So these are kind of like fairies living in groups in parks around Dublin. So there's three different ones in Dublin. And there's, got, there's actually one in Kerry. It's all around the country. Um, so basically it was like a group of um, fairies. So it's fairy doors up in the trees, maybe 10 or 12 fairy, uh, fairy doors up in trees. And then the worry plaque was actually like a, it's like a, it's like a, um, a kind of a slice of a tree and you put your hand on it. This is 
um, like existing around in the parks. Yeah, and um, Corky Park, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Corky yeah. Park, yeah. And people really loved it. And the idea was that the fairy that lived in that tree was taking your worries away. So we got really, really really positive feedback and apart from actually the trails it was also one of the things um that parents were telling us that you know the fairy was helping with their child if they had an issue they were telling their fairy possibly sometimes when they actually didn't even tell their parents so it was it was that coupled with the fact that it was so popular in these fairy trails that we said right well this is the natural progression you know um fairies help take away bad dreams they bring good luck they take away your teeth and they also take away your worries so actually physically seeing the worry being taken away so when you put your hand on the worry plaque it glows red so that signifies that the fairy are, the fairies are listening you um either say your worry out loud or say it in your head and then the five seconds later the plaque will turn green so the light will turn green showing you that the fairies have heard your worry and have taken it away so it's a visual indication that your worry has actually been taken and like the feedback we've gotten from it is just unreal it's just unreal now it really is but Neve, do you know there's it's it's why i'm such a fan is is goes beyond your story because i think you're actually doing a very important thing for society as well. So in a world that's gone very screen filled for children Mm -hmm. even, and, you know, unfortunately so many parents have to work long hours and don't get to see much of their kids, that the whole storytelling in society is gone, like the physical storytelling of parents to their kids and the amount of, you know, adversity people have more in their life, but it's a different type of one. It's more of a mental and a social kind of pressures that, sure. that this is a great way to almost moderate behaviors. If you look at the, the door, because the door, certainly we've used it as well to actually just leave little kind of go, oh, but your fairy wouldn't be happy if you did that, you know, that kind of thing. And then, and then that's one part, that's the door. And then the worry, st- the worry plaque as well is just, you, you know, because even as an adult, you, we talk about neuro-linguistic programming and, you know, mindfulness and this kind of stuff it's mm-hmm. all part of that same thing i believe mm-hmm. that where you, you're actually showing the child the worry's going away and then they therefore they believe it's gone away and that that is a brilliant thing it is and it also i agree i agree and it's 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 definitely my favorite my favorite um product that we've we've come up with i i think that um particularly because like I suppose when when you say to a child, right, well, is anything making you sad? Well, how about or worried or and sometimes children don't even know that they're worried, you know, and when and parents don't even know that their child is worried. I mean, a lot of people say to us, you know, I bought the worry plaque after, you know, the toy show because the toy show was a big uh, turning point for us. And um, the, the I put it up and my child put their hand on, on it and said, well, I'm worried because my friend has been a little bit mean to me in school or I'm worried that I don't know how to do my maths homework or and then there are much bigger worries you know much bigger ones and parents are and they didn't know and and not only do they not know um they they like this what this like worry plaque is doing is encouraging children to vocalize what's on their mind and then therefore obviously sharing it with 
their parents and their parents being able to fix it, you know, it's or to help them fix it. It's just um, you're absolutely right. Mindfulness is is a really big trend at the moment and it's wonderful and obviously very, very complex. But this is a really easy, simple way of helping your child be more mindful and actually be able to discuss what's going on with them and getting obviously then parents to help them out. So it is it's, it's a very simple, very, very simple concept. Um, but very effective, really yeah. very effective. Brilliant. So, what have we have you have you got more products in the pipeline? Yeah, we've got lots coming out now at the end of the year. We've got a back to school range, which is very exciting. It's something again that our customers have asked for. Like my children really want a Irish Road or um, a company pencil case and school bag and the whole lot. So we've that whole range coming out, and then we have a very um, dust mixing set. So it's kind of like. A science, kind of like a little science set. Um, if you're into fairies and science, it's the perfect combination. Um, we have, um, oh, we've 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 loads pipeline, loads now. Yeah, I mean, the one thing we're not short on, um, is ideas. We have a huge, yeah. yeah, fairy HQ is full of innovation. It is just bursting at the seams. So it's just really picking what's what's the most effective thing to come next. Great. Well. Neve, it's been a pleasure talking to Neve Sherwin Barry, co-founder of the Irish Ferry Door Company. Thanks for joining us. You are so welcome.